Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the Fruited Plain. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, it is an open line Friday, and I'm delighted to have you. As always, text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. More importantly, please text DONATE to 33777. Let's close out Clark's Christmas Kids and get every foster child in Georgia a Christmas present. And also, you can help the persecutor. There's a matching uh, donation up to $300,000 for those who help that nonprofit. You can text DONATE to 33777. I, I Look, there's news, and I, I should be starting with the news because I, I don't like to do just talk. I like to do news talk. But this is my last chance to grab some of you. Because if you're like me, uh, your kids are, this is probably the last week, maybe you got a couple days next week where the kids are in school, then you're on Christmas vacation, you're tuned out, you're you're focused on Christmas. So I, I, I got to start with this. I feel very strongly I need to start with this. Just let me have your attention for just a moment, please. Just let me, let, let me grab you. you. You can tune me out after this, but let me just talk to you for a moment. I actually want to mention the Christmas story to begin with because it's a very messy story. You got these shepherds in the field by night tending their sheep and a group of angels scare the bejesus out of them to tell them the baby Jesus is here. And they got to go wander off to Bethlehem to find this lady who's pregnant, who's given birth in a food trough in a manger because there's no room at the end. And this poor old, this poor young lady, she's got to spend like the next God knows how long entertaining random strangers who just show up to see her, not even to see her, they're there to see the baby. Now you moms know this, that nobody wants to come see you. They want to come see your new baby. She's got random. I mean, you at least have like friends and family who are showing up. She's got these random shepherds and shepherds were like the lowest of the low in society. And here they come to see her baby. And then six months to a year later, she's still stuck there. Can't go home. They're in a different place. Thankfully, out of the manger. We don't know where they were. And these wise men from abroad show up. I mean, foreigners show up an entire entourage. You may have three of them in your nativity, but it was a whole entourage. They got camels coming, they're, they're, they're a massive pile of people to see her kid, not even to see her, to see her kid. And then an army comes to kill all the kids, and she and her husband and newborn got to pack up and flee to Egypt so that they don't get killed. It is a messy, bloody, gory story. Now, the point of starting with this I guarantee you, the majority of you people listening right now are thinking about everything you got to do to clean up your house before guests come for Christmas. You got to mop, you got to dust, maybe you got to bring in a housekeeper to do a deep clean. 
the house is a wreck. You got wrapping paper places. You you, you got the Christmas order. You haven't even carried the boxes back to the attic. The tree is down. You are a little stressed. You're you're looking. A lot of people got paid today. Three pay periods this month for most people, most companies. And what can you budget to get the last of the presents? Can you get the perfect present? And oh my gosh, somebody didn't take their crap off the kitchen table, and we got family coming. People, can you clean up the house? Y'all, the very first Christmas, a kid was born in a food trough in a manger, and mom and dad were entertaining total strangers showing up to see the kid uninvited. They didn't even sit on a birth announcement. You had these angels in the sky singing. Everybody's like, oh, let's go see the kid. They're not even related. Y'all know how many people out there right now would kill to just come sit in your messy house and have a pleasant conversation because they are lonely and you won't have anybody in because you got dust on the floor and somebody hasn't mopped and the vacuum cleaner hadn't been put up yet. Y'all are stressing yourselves out for a perfect Christmas and somewhere there is someone who is stressed out because they're lonely. Christmas is messy. And we all go online, except my, you go on my social media, oh, you see the mess. I make sure to put up the mess. I want y'all to know how messy I can be. My office at home looks like a hoarder's worst nightmare. I got the leaning tower of Pisa in boxes in my home office because when I leave, everybody in my house just throws any sort of junk that comes to the house in my offices. It must be dad's. And at some point about a year ago, I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm not cleaning up at all my office. It looks like a disaster. I gotta, I'm going to spend days at Christmas finally cleaning up my office. I've just let it get messy for the last year because it, it honestly, it kind of made me mad if there's something in the house. I clean up my office and it's garbage again because everybody in the house is like, oh, it must be dad's. Let's throw it in there. And, and stuff just piles up, stuff that's not even mine piles up in there. My wife closes the door so nobody can see the mess. Christmas is messy, y'all. Some of you are right now really stressed out because you are trying to recreate that perfect memory. There are several of you driving around right now listening to me on the radio. You're thinking I'm talking directly to you because you know and I know you are at the third store looking for the perfect present. You can't find it. You're frustrated. You're getting a little hangry, and you're on your way to the next store trying to get the perfect gift, trying to get that one gift that's on the Christmas list to get everything on the Christmas list. Instead of saying, enough, I've already spent enough, you are stressing yourself out. Nobody else cares. You think they do. What they would prefer is for you not to be haggard, hangry, weary, worn out, depressed, frustrated, and worried about making ends meet this month because you spent so much money on Christmas presents. And then there are the people who are completely alone and they just need a friend. Might be you. You might be the one who's isolated and alone and feeling very depressed because you can't go home for Christmas. Or if you do go home, the person you want to see most is six feet under. People lost a lot of loved ones in the last few years. You might want to talk to somebody. You just, you, you might want to talk to somebody. 
You, you might need to talk to somebody. But for those of you who are on the other side of that, your messy house is still way better put together than a lot of people's. And your messy life is still more together than those people who are really depressed right now because they can't go home or if they do go home, the house is empty because the loved one they want to see is no longer around. The greatest gift you might be able to give somebody this Christmas season is eye contact and a smile with a random stranger who's going through something. You don't even know what they're going through. You have no idea. You see random stranger looking a little sad. You make eye contact. You offer just a, a, a smile, even a half smile. At least it's a little bit of reassurance that someone has noticed them today. They're feeling a little overwhelmed. This is a time of great joy, but it is a time of great sadness. Even my friends who, they're, they're not Christians, they're atheists, they're, they're Jewish, they, they've gone through Hanukkah, or they, they put up a Christmas tree because it's more of an American or international celebration, really. There, there's no Jesus, there's no manger, but there's a Christmas tree because that's what people do this time of year. You still see the, the you see the the sob story commercials on TV. Not the not the sociopaths who are getting their wife Alexis to remember with a big bow on top, and they've bankrupted their house, and they never even asked their wife what color car she wanted. What sociopaths go out and buy their wife a car for Christmas without getting her to sign off on the vehicle first? I have no idea, but apparently they're all Lexus customers. <laughs> We celebrate Toyotathon in our house. Um, I just, y'all, I, I just, I got to implore you because I know a lot of you are about to check out for Christmas. Don't stress yourself out over the mess in your house. Yeah, okay, pick up, pick up, so people aren't like like stumbling over trash. But don't strive for perfection. The, the perfect gift was the gift given the very first Christmas. You're never going to top that. But opening your home up to friends who may be lonely right now this Christmas season, making sure your family is together as opposed to recreating some idealized, and this is the thing too, you remember the perfect Christmas. You, you've got an idea in your head of this was the perfect Christmas. This was it. This was the gold standard Christmas and you spend all of your time trying to recreate it and you never do. And the truth of the matter is you idealize that and it really wasn't as great as you think it was. So I remember my perfect Christmas. I was had to be four or five. It's really one of the first strongest Christmas memories I have. And my parents, we had a bunch of people over. My sisters got these giant stuffed animals. I got this thing called a big track and it was like a big tank and it had a number pad and it was basically, remember, did you ever do the, the logo operated logos operating system um, when you were a kid and, and you could put in buttons of this thing, go forward 50, 50 turns, 50 turns the wheel and then turn right. And then you could do a blue light and it would, blow, it was the coolest toy ever. You know, I had this in my head. This was the coolest toy ever. I remember this was the coolest toy ever. And when we went overseas, it ultimately broke during shipping, and it was still to this day. And I found one somewhere years ago, like on eBay or something. That toy was crap. It was garbage. 
I mean, I, it was the coolest thing ever when I was four years old. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I wish I'd know. It's not as good as the toys you get today. It's a cool toy then. I remember that Christmas, though. A lot of family. This is before we moved to Dubai. Oh, I remember the ones when we moved to Dubai, too. <laughs> the stories we do not talk about on radio. Um, y'all, don't. Listen, I know, I, I realize it is one thing to say it, it's another thing to do it, and I'm guilty of it too. Don't stress yourself out. You're going to stress other people out by stressing yourself out. You're going to head off and plan your meals and make sure everything is checked off. Some of you sociopaths did all your Christmas shopping back in June, and y'all are the people I don't trust. You're going to do the perfect bows. You're going to get mad because the bow doesn't look right. Let it go. The very first Christmas, a whole lot of babies lost their lives because King Herod thought he was the king of the Jews and sent an army down to, to murder a whole lot of kids. Just like Pharaoh executed all the children when Moses was born before their exodus, Herod sent an army to kill a lot of kids before Jesus led us on our exodus to eternity. The babe born to die wound up overcoming death and living, and we lived through him. He turned the upside-down world right side up, and we're still struggling with that. Where How is it that those who lose win, those who win lose, those who are weak or strong, those who are strong or weak, those who are proud are actually the, the bad ones and the meek inherit the earth? And everything is turned upside down. It's so discombobulating. It's so messy. Let the mess in. And let people into your messy life, please. Let them in. Stop trying to recreate perfection because you're never going to get it. Stop stressing yourself out. You have my permission to stop stressing out. And just one last thing. I mentioned love your neighbor all the time. Y'all, there is someone in your circle of friends who's struggling right now. And you don't even know what it is or who it is. Someone in your circle of friends is struggling. The greatest gift you can probably give this Christmas season, particularly in this day and age where everybody seems mad about everything, is just be nice. Be nice in the long lines. Be nice in the parking lots where the idiot in front of you decides he needs to back in despite five cars behind him. Be nice in the checkout line at the local Walmart where there's only one line open and there are a million people and the person in front of you has coupons and a check. Just be nice. Be patient. Smile. People are struggling, and your smile might just be the thing that gets them through the day. Just keep that in mind. When we come back, I'll get to the news. Open line Friday, the phone number 877-973-7425. Noah Rothman was on Morning Joe talking about the Hunter Biden stuff. Listen to this. Noah Rothman's here, senior writer, National Review Magazine. Good morning to you. So I, I just listened to that, right? Jordan says they shot a bunch of blanks. Ivy says it was a waste of time. So both are concluding that it was essentially a waste of time, but for different reasons. How do you see it? Uh, it doesn't seem like a waste of time from my perspective. Um, Ms. Wolf seems to be exposed to a certain degree. We don't know how much. Um, but 
the whistleblowers who uh, alleged that Hunter Biden had defrauded the government and that there was a certain amount of exposure that he should face that he was not in a conspicuous fashion, that proved to be true. We've seen now these charges that are coming out in California against uh, Hunter Biden um, probably wouldn't have happened in the absence of that testimony. So there's a certain amount of credibility that Mr. Shapley has. Um, and I wouldn't defer to him. Just Hunter Biden uh, is attempting to help his his father, who's facing a congressional investigation for obstructing Congress, by refusing to abide by a congressional subpoena. You're not helping, Hunter. You're making things a little bit worse. And he's Hunter Biden is facing charges now that are very easy to convict on. This is a pretty open and shut case. There are no extenuating circumstances that say, well, you know, I should have paid back $1.4 million in taxes, instead spent it on fast cars, fancy clothes, uh, women in illicit narcotics. That's the sort of thing that gets a conviction, which presents a profound political conundrum to his father. Yes, thank you. I, I, I'm glad he went on MSNBC and said that because those people need counter-programming for their brain because this is not good for Joe Biden. They can say, well, it would all happen before he was in office or not, but it's not good because it puts him also in the conundrum in the campaign of every reporter every day asking a simple question. Will you pardon your son? Which then takes away the whole poison of claiming that Trump would pardon himself because, well, Joe just pardoned Hunter. Americans for Prosperity want you on their side this holiday season and beyond. They want you to take an active interest in fighting for free markets and free people, which is what they do. They will train you up into being the best conservative activist you can possibly be, providing you the information and data that makes you the sharpest tool in the shed when it comes to making arguments for free markets and free people. All you do is go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today. In all seriousness, AFP teaches you the arguments that persuade. They spend a lot of time focus grouping, figuring out how are we going to convince people that limited government is best. And after they've refined those ideas, they train their activists. So you can go to state government. You can go to your local government. You can go to your next door neighbor and say, here are the good ideas. Here's why we should have school choice. Here's why we should have deregulation. Here's why we should have tax cuts. There's just so much great out there that you can get from Americans for Prosperity. Go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Sign up today. Join over 4 million activists fighting for freedom around the country. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you'd like to be on the program, very very happy to have you with me. It is an open line Friday. Uh, I, I want to go just out of the gate before, cause I got something I really want to spend time with in the segment and I, but Andy, let me, let me get to you first, Andy. Welcome. Eric, how are you? Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Um, um, I have, uh, I loved your opening segment, by the way, about all the, uh, things that we sort of over obsess about and that we realized later wasn't as great a gift, but I tell you the best gift I've had over the past year has been the 70 bucks that I placed down on subscribing to your podcast and your show notes. So man, I appreciate, I appreciate that, appreciate a that ton. very much. Thank you. Appreciate, appreciate that very much. Now, um, I have a question though. I am a, um, I would consider myself a God fearing man and a, um, a true believer, but I'm not that great of a, I not great, that great a learner of Christianity. So uh, one of the things that I find from your show over the past year 
is that you refer to what I believe is a historicity of Christ. And um, I am fascinated by this, and I don't know if your listeners, um, your newer listeners know about this, but can can you give me a uh, resource, an author, or a book uh, that talks a little bit more about the uh, in depth of this historicity from the Christian faith, and um, and I think that would be really great Christmas. Yeah, I could okay. Um, uh, l- let me let me recommend two books. Um, the the easy book is Case for Christ by Lee Strobel, uh, who was a a skeptic. He was a, a legal editor for the Chicago Tribune. Um, questioned everything and decided I'm gonna gonna investigate to see what people tell me and actually wound up really becoming a convert after interviewing a lot of experts. Now, if you want the deep dive and the one that I really do recommend, Andy, uh, the the deepest dive uh, one that that you should, but it is it's academic, it's a heavy lift, but it's good. Is called the Resurrection of the Son of God by N.T. Wright. I'm not an N.T. Wright fan. I hesitate to always recommend his books for a lot of lot of reasons just to theology, but hands down, he has two books. Uh, the Resurrection of the Son of God is the one you want, uh, and there's another one, The New Testament in Its Time, which is equally as good. Um, but The Resurrection of the Son of God is a book that really investigates the historic, archaeological, anthropological, uh, historic evidence of what was happening at the time uh, and it's it's actually a remarkably well resourced, uh, well researched academic read, uh, and it is called the Resurrection of the Son of God. It's by uh, Anglican um, minister called Indy Wright. Now, you are probably aware that the statue of Satan has been torn down uh, by a a former, by a veteran. He's a Christian uh, in Iowa. So in Iowa, the Church of Satan filled out an application to put up a uh, statue in the state legislative building. Uh, They did it shortly before the annual nativity lighting in the state capitol. And a uh, veteran went in and tore it down. And there is some great division on it. Um, I will tell you, I am old enough to remember when we were told that individuals storming state capitals to tear down offensive flags and statues was a good thing and we should cheer them on. We were told We have been told by the press and the Democratic Party that individual private American citizens storming state capitals and tearing down offensive things should be commended. These people are heroes. So David Cassidy, the veteran who tore down that statue of the devil, is a hero, according to the left's on standard. I tried to give him some money, but they've raised so much money. Uh, already that they shut down the fundraiser. Now, there are side stories here that I want to delve into. One of which is this was an absolute troll by a group of progressives who do this 
satanic temple. They're they're I mean, they certainly worship the devil in one sense, but they're not act they're actually supposedly worshiping the devil. They're just doing it as a troll. Uh and it worked. It got some Christian to go in there and, and tear it down and they can laugh at the double standard, ha ha ha, the hypocrisy. You people were all upset about statues being torn down and now you're fine. All that they can they can do the double standard. Uh, you, I, I got some complicated thoughts here. You're going to have to bear with me on my complicated thoughts. One, good for Michael Cassidy. As a as a believer um, who finds stuff like this to be ridiculous and offensive uh, by the left's own standard that they told us it was fine with, Michael Cassidy did it, and, and they set the standard, and he just used their standard. Two, shame on the legislators in Iowa for not rethinking what they did. If you're a Christian, you understand there's a doctrine about lesser magistrates in the Bible. God puts up leaders, and, and the lesser magistrates, they handle things in the world, and these people should have probably rethought allowing this into the building and changed the rules so that they couldn't. It is kind of funny. A buddy is texting me as I'm talking and says, you know, as anyone on the left— Realize, you know, Satan is really pro-slavery. Um, so if anything, this guy was tearing down a, a statue of a slave driver. But it's not really Satan. You know, if you if you bother to read the Bible, and I'm sure these Satanists have it, is, is Satan is a remarkably beautiful, attractive creature. Satan is, is uh, he's, he's going to be like the silver-tongued politician or the pastor wanting your best life now. He's not actually going to be a, a goat-headed uh, Baphomet statue. And they clearly don't know what they're talking about. This was a failure of the government to put in place rules that could allow this trolling. Michael Cassidy will suffer the consequences. And frankly, if if you're a Christian, you should be willing to suffer the consequences if you do something like this. I'd certainly support him. But there's also more to it. One... Full disclosure, we have a nativity scene in our house. Our baby Jesus does not have a halo. What about the second commandment? No graven images, no idols. So think about that. But also something else. You, me, and every other person of faith can cheer this on, but we're not a Christian nation, folks. You may like to tell yourself we are, but if we were a Christian nation, we wouldn't be squabbling over abortion right now. We're not a Christian nation, and those of us of faith are rapidly becoming in the minority, and pretty soon it will be our nativity scenes and crosses that are being smashed and torn down, and the lesser magistrates will be turning a blind eye towards that. Just keep that in mind. But then there's one more thing. Donald Trump was at a rally recently. This isn't really about him, but he's part of the story, and so you have to understand the story. I want to get it right. I want to characterize it right. This is the Las Vegas International Church. Reference Donald Trump 
saying, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. That is a reference to Christ's baptism. She puts her hand above Donald Trump and says, this is my son with whom I am well pleased, likening him to Jesus Christ. It is very easy for you and me to be offended by a statue of the devil and cheer on a guy who tore it down, but a whole lot of you listening right now do not like it when people of faith point out the hypocrisies within the faith and challenge things happening in the faith. If you were glad that something like that happened, you're glad that a satanic idol was torn down, uh, you should be cheering on those tearing down the political ide- idolization within the church because there's a lot of that happening. And frankly, a lot of the pastors dealing with it are treated as the bad guy. We're not a Christian nation. It's going to be a, our statues and symbols. And in some cases, in some parts of the country, it's already happening. My sense is that the government officials failed and they should have taken action so that this never would have been a thing. This was a, this was a great troll by the Church of Satan. It exposes hypocrisy among the ranks of those who are upset over tearing down statues during the George Floyd riots and stuff, and suddenly they're fine with this. Uh, I would suggest that uh, putting Satan up at Christmas in a state capital is far different from tearing down a statue that's been there for over 100 years. But at the same time, uh, we should recognize that there are a lot of people of faith who will come to different conclusions on whether Michael Cassidy should have torn it down or should not have torn it down in the name of plurality. And here's the point. There will be a lot of people of faith who get really mad at the other people of faith who say it wasn't his place to tear this down in a secular pluralistic society that we live in. It's only going to make matters worse for us. And there'll be a lot of them saying, no, 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 you're clearly not really a Christian if you were fine with the statue. And those people will be like, I never said I was fine with the statute, just wrong method of tearing it down. You're going to have to give each other room to disagree. Again, though, I'd have given money to Michael Cassidy's legal fund. They closed it down. They raised so much money. I'm not sure he was the best person to do it. He will have to suffer the legal consequences of doing it. But also, it's a complete failure of local officials in that building that they did nothing. and They didn't think anything about it. Uh, and this trolling is going to only intensify, so they better be more thoughtful about it. But also, um, that wasn't a statue of the devil. Um, they can claim that it is, and you can believe that it was, but it was just a statue uh, that had no power over you or me other than the power to control our emotions. Uh, and it certainly wet people into a frenzy. It was it swept people into a frenzy. It was great troll. Great troll. We're going to see more of it. Uh, more people smashing idols as well, and there will be cheers and jeers. And what is going to happen more than anything, I guarantee you, I fully predict it. We will save this in the files so I can say I told you so, is what these sorts of actions are going to do is it's going to more and more divide people within the church, yelling at each other over the response than it is people outside of the church, which means the side that's trolling us is ultimately going to be the one to win. And in a nation that's not really a Christian nation, even though we tell ourselves that, well, of course that's going to happen. All right, I got to move on. 
complicated take. I realize uh, some of you want a bright line. I, I try to contribute money to the guy's fund. But all I will say ultimately at the end is two years ago, we were told if you tear down offensive statues and flags, you're the hero. So Michael Cassidy, he's the hero by the left's own standard. Ten regional banks have had their credit downgraded. The Farmers Bank in Iowa has been taken over by the FDIC. Um, a number of other banks out there running into problems. My friends at Swiss America have been sounding the alarm about a secret war on cash. The all-out assault on our freedoms. My mom actually sent me a text this morning that she orders Christmas cards from a group every year. They just, in her note, said no more checks allowed, only credit card payments. you got soaring interest rates out there squeezing the economy. Banks are teetering on collapse. Swiss America wants to educate you so you can protect your hard-earned assets now. Go read the report, The Secret War on Cash. Your copy's free by calling or texting 800-289-2646. The all-out war on cash includes digital forms of currency. It's spreading daily. It's businesses and government together collaborating to make you use plastic and not use cash or money from your checking account. They want to be able to control how you spend. So go read the war on cash free to my listeners. Just mention Eric Erickson when you call or text 800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646. You can go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric today, SwissAmerica.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Message and data rates may apply. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, it's an open line Friday. Very happy to have you with me. Um, I want to go to the phones, as a matter of fact, and take Al's call. Al, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, Eric, can you hear me? I can hear you. All right. I was just calling because I was just calling because I wanted to get your opinion or ask you, is it true that China attacked Hawaii's or the U.S.'s infrastructure and is it becoming more aggressive as of late? And is it something that we should be concerned about? Um, it is something we should be concerned about and it has become more aggressive. For those of you who don't know what Al is talking about, uh, there are a number of reports out earlier this week that Chinese hackers have been attacking the U.S. infrastructure. They did it in Hawaii. They did it in the West. There were a couple of power plants on the East Coast that uh, appeared to be uh, hacking attempts engaged on them, all coming from generally, it appears, the same set of people. The Russians have been doing it as well. Uh, and, yeah, Al, I think it's a big deal, a bigger deal than the government has been letting on. Um, and, uh, they should, we should be paying attention to this. And I don't know that we're paying enough attention now behind the scenes. I will tell you, I am told that the government does take it very seriously and there's a task force, but one of the issues is, is several years ago, we went real crazy with the internet of things people talk about, and they wanted to connect everything to the internet. Uh, so that everything could be controlled remotely and you didn't have to have as many people. And part of the problem with that is uh, no system is invulnerable to hackers. It's one reason Apple doesn't want uh, the government to put backdoors on phones to make it easy to get text messages and stuff, because if the government can get in, the hackers can get in. Uh, and we got to we it's it's no easy thing. Uh, no easy thing at all. Uh, I would just keep all of that in mind, um, but it's a growing problem. It's the Chinese, the Iranians, the North Koreans, and the Russians all probing our systems for weakness, and we got to get better at dealing with it. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Uh, they are in Noonan, Georgia. The Frost family's been helping businesses become big businesses for a long time. I say Noonan, Georgia for this. Sometimes there may be listeners up in Grand Forks, North Dakota, Lafayette, Louisiana listening to me right now, or 
Phoenix, Arizona, Kansas City, or St. Louis saying um, they can't help us, can they? Actually, they can. Anywhere nationwide, First Liberty can help your business grow. So if you're buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, whatever you need, First Liberty might be able to help you. Spend 10 minutes with them, firstlibertyga.com. Firstlibertyga.com, that's where you need to go. Now, big story of the day we need to get into when we come back. There have been IEDs, improvised explosive devices, found at the border. The Border Patrol is internally warning Border Patrol agents they may encounter explosive devices at the border. Ten IEDs have been found, and they're warning the agents to be careful. We don't know exactly who is producing them. We suspect cartels, but um, we may be in a war at the border, not just being hacked by foreigners, but a war at the border with the cartels that we don't even acknowledge. We certainly won't even build a wall, and this comes at a time Republicans and Democrats alike in Washington are trying to come up with some sort of border compromise so that the Democrats can get Ukraine funny. We need to explore this when we come back. I've got the news and details. You're going to want to stick around for this, what they're finding at the border. It is a dramatic escalation in the tensions and problems dealing with an insecure border, uh, particularly between us and Mexico, more so than us in Canada. Open line Friday as well. I'll take your phone calls, 877-973-7425. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.